recording. That was a big gulp. Yes. So, welcome everybody out there to Divorce Devil episode 55. We have, oh, hey, happy 2022. Happy 2020 also. Two. Two. (laughs) Two. So, Rachel and I here, we're going to talk about during and after divorce, mindfulness. I have no freaking clue what mindfulness is. It just sounds cool. Mindfulness. It feels like you're hip and trendy. Yeah. When you say that. Hey. Hey, Kool-Aid. Hey. Mindfulness. <laughs> I feel like the Kool-Aid guy was mindful because he knew what we wanted. Some great oh. Kool-Aid, man. Right? He knew Cheer. what the people want. Cheery. Oh, grape was my favorite. Cheery. Especially when my mom turned into like the popsicles. You remember the, like the um, Tupperware? Did y'all have Tupperware? Yes, we had Tupperware. So the Tupperware, I popped makers. Down. Yeah, upside yes. thing. And then it would like half of it would melt, half of it was water. But oh, damn, those were good. Oh. So I had a few people ask me about the last podcast. Remember the, <laughs> remember the title of the last podcast? Don't blow it out your nose, please. Oh. I could. The, the, I mean, I could. The title of the last podcast was. I don't freaking know. That was a long time ago. Oh, my gosh. It was. Um, uh, here, here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> Why, Why did we hang it? on so long, even though it's long gone? Dealing we should make this into a book. Come on now. Yes, yes. We have all the pages. Yes. Yes. Why do we hang on to demons? So because they're they, fun. So what they asked me was <laughs> what they asked. How did you get? How did you come up with the whole conversation? <laughs> that oh, that was oh. the degrees of hostage. Hostage. So oh, I'm gonna find it. Sometimes people that. go through a hostage. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. And if you don't go to the whole stage, the that's 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 because I don't even know Ser- what. Seriously, oh, tell someone to turn shut up. off the phone. Hold on, stop it! <laughs> I'm trying to get the volume off the TikTok. Be mindful and right? turn down the oh, damn my goodness. volume with the phone. That's me. Hey, okay, <laughs> five. You can search on TikTok too. Five stages of divorce. And what does it say? Okay. Whoa, oh, that's my stomach. That, Sorry. That was your stomach. Uh, I love the host stage. Let's do the host stage. True value. When your bestie's going through a divorce in her host stage. Her whole stank? <laughs> <laughs> her whole stage or whole stage? No, here it is. Ready? Okay. Who are you? Me. Well, my name is Ho Phase. This is my boy, Trust Issues. Hey, that's alcoholism. What's that name, Coach? And that's don't care no more. So don't care no more alcoholism. The whole phase. Don't give a shit. Don't give a shit. Okay. Do we have to listen to it again? No. Anyway. Okay. So you heard it though, right? Anyway. Those are the host days. The host days is okay. first. So let's go get back to during after divorce, setting attainable goals, manageable, realistic, and measurable. Focus on what you can control. You should be on radio. You have a Mindfulness. Rewarding, reaching each goal. And creating a new routine within your new reality. <laughs> oh. What is mindfulness? Okay, so right. what I show a little mindfulness. Okay, so I think, I think, I, I, uh, can I not say that? And uh huh. No. When I listen to podcasts, it's like, uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, anyway. That's my just my own little insecurities. So mindfulness to me, without looking at my paper that I did write some stuff okay. down, is literally tuning in to your thoughts and setting an intention. 
So like today, I'm so sad that I'm getting divorced, but I need to do this, this, and that. What what can I mindfully be aware of in my own body and say, okay. Other than what I'm going through. Exactly. We're going to have to take away the big D word, uh, unless it's... Sorry. I love when I get to use my hands. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And I'm drinking sugar-free, so stop. (laughs) No, so you have to step out of the divorce word and see what you can do, you know, malleably and say, okay, I can get dressed today. I can wash my hair today. So it's almost like setting an attainable goal. That's exactly what it is. And it's basically saying... I am not going to be sad for three hours today. I'm only going to be sad for two. Or I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to flip the switch and say positive things instead of all negative things. And I think one of the things that got me through with my divorce was stop blaming that person. It's already happened. You're already going, you know, you're getting divorced. You know, you're separated. You know, you have a new life. So just at some point you need to flip the verbiage. It's almost like acceptance. Yeah, it really is. And it's, it's not forgiveness. It's giving no fucks enough to be mindful of what your thoughts are to get through this. So it's a terrible process because no one wants to get. So isn't mindfulness a a little bit of selfishness? It absolutely which is, is. Which is needed. And it's an awareness of what you actually need outside of everybody else. Yes, you need to take care of your kids and you need to eat and you need to like, you know, pay your bills and get the groceries. But this is more or less, is that you again? Scam. Every single time. It's a scam. Okay. It's your car warranty. It's a scam. <laughs> They're calling you through your Dutch bro yeah. straw. How, um, how to last longer? Five minutes longer. <laughs> yeah. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Or he said, I don't even know. Um, but yeah, I think it really is like knowing that this is shit. This is this is the this is one of the worst things. It, and again, it's like a death. It's one of the worst things you go through. Um, and saying I can't let it affect me the same amount every day. I need to work towards healing. I need to work for th- towards getting my mind right. And so mindfulness really is just saying to yourself. I talk to myself out loud. I talk to myself in my head, however you need to do it and saying, today's the day I'm going to not cry the whole time I'm getting dressed, not cry the whole time I'm making breakfast for one, not cry because I don't have my son today. It's, it's taking care of yourself. It really is self-love. And I think mindfulness and setting goals and all this is really part of self-love. And self-healing. Yeah. And you know, Again, there's many different ways people heal and, you know, a lot of them come back to, I'm angry at the world and everybody should be sad with me. But It's almost like a roller coaster. Yeah. I think, I think too, and I feel like it hits you at different times. Like, you know, the holidays just happened and- Oh God, they, they suck. They still suck. Especially when you have the vid and you can't see your kids until like- New Year, and then well, <laughs> well, they suck. Okay, let's say that you're that you're in it, and you have young kids, so you split holidays. So even now, with my kids that are grown, oh, I had okay. them for Christmas Eve, and she had them for Christmas, which was fine because it was every day's Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So, so it still sucks, and this is ten years later. Yeah. It sucks. Well, I unfortunately got COVID 
on like the 20th. And so it was quarantined basically till the 30th. And so Christmas this year was, you know, it was just Lance and I got up and had some breakfast, chilled out. We didn't even open gifts until we saw the kids. Cause but we, Christmas and until you see your kids, though. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, you know, we literally had Christmas Eve on the 29th and was like, okay, Christmas is today. Like, here it is. And it was fine. And it was fine, but it was, it almost reminded me that, you know, everything's different. And because I have so many like little traditions that I do and like his are different. So it's almost, we have to integrate a lot of our like things like, his family made cinnamon rolls like from scratch on Christmas morning. Oh, and so I love those. that's what we did. Oh. Well, I had also been sick. So I'm like, I'm tired now, you know? So it was yep. definitely a, it was a healing. It actually was a healing day for us because he's always go, go, go. I go on enough during work that, and then and after work, I go hang out with him. So then it's go, go, go. And a lot of times our nights are late. And so it was just us being which was really nice but, but didn't have on having a late christmas actually was different yeah. so it wasn't bad yeah like it was something different well we had a late christmas the next day was new year's eve so it's like yeah. oh hey yeah, bam. and it was just me him and my my 10 year old because my daughter went back to school she was going to do something and then my then my son's girlfriend actually got covid when they were supposed to come see us for the christmas and so she couldn't come so we still haven't seen them for Christmas yet. And then we unfortunately just had a um, pop-up passed away. So we have to go to a funeral. And so she's still healing from COVID, hoping to get a negative test to be able to fly to New Jersey. And so it's like, I might see them for the first time in New Jersey at a funeral. So it's like all these things that, you know, and then my son is working a lot and the days he had off are different than they normally are. And it was just, there's so many schedules to get through. It almost was a hassle, and I hate to say hassle. And that's part of mindfulness. And it, yeah, and it yes. was almost I had to get out of my own head because there's just days I'm like, I'm so sad we're not having Christmas, and he's Lance would be like, Yeah, but we will, and yeah. it's just gonna be a couple days from now. And it could yes, always be will. worse. And exactly, and it, you know, and one of those things too, it's like, um, I think COVID has really put this mindfulness into perspective, perspective. because even though we're all home a lot of people are home because COVID's hitting everybody we may not be together yeah and so when you are together it's so much more of a big deal than it used to be you know like even on a non-holiday even on so it makes yep. every, a mindfulness basically too it can be make every day count and i think i was texting you um pop pop is my i guess my husband my ex-husband's stepdad but he, i've known him my entire marriage we were came into the family like two months apart and he passed away on um january 1st so i was thinking i was like he literally came into our family at 66 66 years old and he's now nine he would pass away at 92 mm -hmm. so he's been the only grandfather that my little guy has known because my my dad and the ex husband's dad had both passed away and he's had a fulfilled life like he had a wonderful life with a new family and integrating his family as well and so i think my mindfulness that i've been honestly practicing for the like last two weeks especially was you know and then when pop up pass was don't stay in a toxic situation because you can have a life like pop up did he had another he had um Two other families. His first wife passed away very young, and then a second second wife passed away um, 
from cancer. So um, he had three fulfilled lives and has children and they integrate into our life. And I think my mindfulness is it's never too late to be happy and mindfulness is leading you to your happy. And I think it helps you find your happy. Like what makes David happy? Like is different than what makes me happy, but there's similarities even with your partner. So mindfulness for me would be like seeing my kids any day. Yeah. You know, uh, hanging out with them. Like on an unscheduled day too. Going and riding my bike, you know, just just doing something, you know, and I think that mindfulness too is experiencing new things. And I think this podcast has been my mindfulness. No way. No, honestly. No way. Way hasn't, not for you. And I mean, your co-host sucks, but. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm the co-host now? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm your co-host. Mm. Okay, if you want to do like that. I mean, I'm f- all for being the boss. Yeah. <laughs> I am not bossy at all. If we can go back and look at the amount of, of uh, words per per podcast, I think I lost. Absolutely. fucking Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no doubt. No <laughs> it's doubt. the Rachel Show and you just visit. Yeah. I like the I like that name of that show, the I Rachel I had, Show. I wish I had a dollar for every time you said mother-in-law. <laughs> I'd be rich as hell. Oh, shit. <laughs> Our viewers would be rich. Could be have to share that well. So I can see her on Friday. Mother-in-law crying. What's the other one? There's another Lance's. one. Lance's. Yes. That <laughs> and yes. Yes. It, it just goes down the line. How much you love your co-host. I mean, that's yeah. probably top. And so, Dutch Bros. So speaking of new reality. Yeah. Uh, Sue routines and new reality can progress to mindfulness. Yeah. That, that you have. But sometimes it's almost like getting out of a rut, basically. Okay, so picture this: your marriage. What is something? Which one? Oh, the one before my divorce. Yeah. Okay. Wait, how many times were you married? Just once. Oh, you scared me. I was like, wait, how do I not know this? But I played house a lot of times. <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> God, this guy. Um, now he made me lose my train of thought. Damn highlighter. Oh, that's what it is. My, my okay, marriage schedule. Marriage. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so picture your marriage. Is there things that you did after you were divorced that were the opposite just to be spiteful because you didn't want to do it, but then you found like, you know, I like that way, the way that worked. So like in your marriage, you like say every morning you got up, you brushed your teeth and made her coffee. Mm-hmm. What? But how's that spiteful? No, not maybe not spiteful. Unless I put something. But in. you like you know like where and when I was dating before I met Lance, mm-hmm. I absolutely the first second you had any trait of my ex, I was like, nope, sorry, you could be the nicest person ever. But I'm like, no, you remind me of that person because so I didn't want anything. Two arms, two legs. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Damn, that's rough. <laughs> mm. You had to have that third leg that was kind of like a kickstand. I mean, and that's how I found Lance. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, kids. <laughs> no, it was like, there anything that you, you know, because you're saying new routines. What old routines did you meld to make into new so it didn't remind you of your marriage? I can't think of one. Well, because see, like, I... L- like, yeah. like, for example. So in my marriage, I definitely was the peacekeeper, the this, you know, always 
accepting your reality and making it mine other than having my own reality with your reality. So like everything in my marriage was pleasing everybody else. So mm-hmm. everybody was happy. And then I was like left holding all the like sadness bags. That's a good one. Sadness bags. I like that. Well, so, I think for me, it was more of, of, of the emotional thing yeah. because my anger was really big, which, which people can't believe. That I have anger, but yeah. My but that's the thing really too. Like yeah. when you were married, yeah. were you an angry person? I, I think so toward the end. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that was. Okay. So that, that's a great example because I think I would pick fights at the, like the last year of my marriage just to know that he was still willing to fight. Mm-hmm. But once I, he, I would start the fight, he would fight. And I'm like, in my head, be like, I don't fucking care. Yep. I'm only yeah. fighting with you to see if I get a response because it's be- funny, actually. Because, because you were checking out. I had already checked out, yeah. yeah. And yeah. like I said, we had separated for a while and like tried to get back together and do all this stuff. And I think now, like, I'm, I always, I say this a lot. It's, I never have been myself as much. Like, I don't think I knew I, who I was until I was 45, which is a sad in my brain thinking, like, I have a lot to offer. I'm a great piece. I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of people that I know. I have been a leader in our community. I've done all this stuff. Now I'm like, you know what? You're either going to like me or you don't. Yeah. And I honestly don't give a fuck if you don't. But you Before remember, I always though, wanted to be like. But you got to remember though. So when you're married, <laughs> your identity. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's, you that's lost why that. the next one yeah. is, is, is different. Mm-hmm. Your identity is, is matched with one person. Mm-hmm. But when you're divorced, your identity is by yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you have to accept that identity and and roll. I with love it. my new identity. Yeah. But but you didn't at first. Can I can but I you actually didn't identify first. as a squirrel? But but you didn't I at first. I would love to identify as a squirrel. But you didn't at first, yes no, or no? no. I yeah. didn't. No. Yeah. Because you were all alone. Because no, because yeah. your identity identified with you being alone. You were with someone, then all of a sudden, boom, you were alone. And then it took you a while to figure out that alone is good. Well, I think Alone for me was failure because I had yeah. created such a, a beautiful life. I thought, I mean, and it was great. Like it was good until it wasn't. I, I say that a lot too. Um, mine was never, I, I've always been in a relationship outside of my home. If that makes any sense. Like my first boyfriend, I was like 16. Yep. My next boyfriend, I literally a couple days, 17. Then I had a, you know, a terrible relationship next. And then, Literally like two months, a month later, I met my ex-husband. So it was like, I've always been in a relationship to make me feel better. And now single, what are you laughing at? I'm hopping on. What are you laughing that's, at? That's kind of what I did after I got divorced. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yeah, so it's kind of fun. How many hearts did you break, David? What? How many hearts did you break? I didn't break, break any hearts. I'm sure you did. I was always honest. <laughs> The way you said that, oh my God. You have to Honest. watch YouTube people because that face right there Honest. was the most dishonest face I've ever seen. Honest. <laughs> you can't just keep saying it, make to, it true. To just a degree, because you say it. To a degree, honest. Just because you say it doesn't yeah. mean it's true. Yeah. No, so like, I think one of my big things right out, like straight out of the, like, moved out on my own, living my life was. Because I'm alone, I'm a failure. But now we can tell our listeners it's okay to be alone. And I it's okay to feel alone. Yeah, and and I think, you know, the mistakes that I've made in my past or whatever, I have learned from them truly. Like anything, you know, 
picking a fight just to be heard and, you know, totally is not me anymore. I am not that person, but I became that person to survive the situation I was in. And I feel like survival actually is mindfulness. You need to step out of it again to be aware of what you actually need. And I think, you know, actually leaving, being the person that left. So question that quick. What would you do different if you could go back and do the divorce thing all over again? Still get divorced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you do different? Plan my exit better. Uh, as in terms of? Financially, you know, have something established, have a plan, like literally have a plan. Not just leave and just go for it. Well, I kind of was like. I'm out. I got, you know, I got a phone call from him. I, I was living downstairs. He was living upstairs. Basically, we had dinner together, blah, 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 trying to make it work. Um, I got a text saying, I really appreciate it if you didn't have your boyfriend's call me all night. Well, this is a night that I had gotten woken up by the ghost in my house. I don't know if I've ever told you this story. Like, I literally sleeping in my daughter's room. Gets freezing cold. I feel someone tap me on my shoulder. Check his phone. Get another tap on my shoulder. I'm going, it's too cold. It's 1 a.m. I'm not getting out of bed. And then I hear a whisper. Check his phone. And there's nobody in the fucking room. Like, this this is my paranormal experience. And believe me or not, whatever. This is what happened. So finally, I'm like, okay, I pinched myself, literally going, okay, I'm going to get out of bed. It's fucking cold. I'm going upstairs. So I go upstairs. I grab his phone. And I had a Samsung at the time, and he has his uh, iPhone. I don't know how to use technology because I'm this old, and I'm, yeah. I'm yeah, not, you're pretty old. I'm trying not to, you know, whatever. So I grab the whole phone. I bring it downstairs. I have my phone. I'm taking pictures, screenshots of his thing, of his phone. My blood's boiling. So my brother lives in Connecticut, so it's two hours different. So at 4 a.m., I call my brother going, oh, my God, all this stuff on his phone, blah, 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 that I have now pictures of because mm-hmm. I had to take the phone back upstairs, do this. I'm talking to my brother. and go, I don't know what to do. He goes, you need to, like, you need to step out. Go get a hotel room. Go do something so you can get your thoughts together, blah, blah, blah. Don't get blah. crazy. Yep. Don't get crazy. Don't start a fight. So, okay, I'm laying there. It's 6.30. I hear him get up. And I'm like, okay, as soon as he leaves, I'm going to get my get some stuff together, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he texts me, I really appreciate it if you wouldn't talk to your boyfriend in the middle of the night because someone has to go to work. That was now, your brother you were talking to. That was my brother. <laughs> and so my comment was, tell Kelly that I actually do still live here and I'm going to call her and let her know. <laughs> so he's like, and I hung up on him. Then he called me back crying, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But that's not the end of our, our, you know, whether we were doing whatever, don't accuse me while you're doing shit. Like, yep. you know, so I hung up, grabbed some stuff, grabbed my son. And we just went to school early because where I worked, I'm like, mm-hmm. I could get into school. So I went there like seven o'clock in the morning, blah, blah, blah. My brain's racing, but my girlfriend comes. She's like, you need to go home. Like, you're not going to be able to function today. So I go home. I call my one, my other girlfriend. She's like, you can stay at my parents' house. They'll let you as much as you wanted. And so the first night I just stayed there and cried. And she came over and we cried. And I cried, you know, all this stuff. And then it was slowly I would move some of my stuff back in. I'm like, do this. You know, you can stay here as long as you want. And then I had an out. Then I had the, I don't need you. Mm-hmm. I, the, the first step. That first step. I can out. do it by myself, kind of. Yeah. And kinda. then it was once I had m- the majority of the things that I thought I needed there is when the loneliness kicked in. Yeah. And I was like, well, if I just go back. So you were doing it by yourself, but uh, you didn't appreciate mm-hmm. you were doing it by yourself. Yeah. And I was always told that I couldn't do it without him. Yep. 
because I, you know, grew up in the trailer park. But when we first met, I made more money than him. So it wasn't about a financial, you know, thing. It wasn't about this. I, I honestly now look back and say the relationship I had before I had with my ex that was abusive. He was my knight in shining armor to get me out of where I he lived. He did you a favor. And got me all the stuff. Yeah. And I... I feel like I loved him when I that and that type of love cuz I I can't say that I didn't. I mean I married him and all those other stuff. But the love that I have now in my heart in my life, my relationship with my kids, with my extended family is so pure that if anybody comes in and tries to attack it, I just I'm like no. You have but been toxic my whole life. But you wouldn't realize it that it's that pure until you went through your struggle. Until I experienced yeah. all my mindful, literally mindfulness is such an amazing word because it can encompass so much, so many. You things. know what I change? What? Nothing. Yeah. Not a damn thing. Well, I would suffer, cry, and cry in, the in the closet, and 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 step over her in the. That's a different story. <laughs> That's a different story. On yeah, her. my story. Yeah. No, I think my. I, think- I, I, I would change nothing. I would go through the, you know, go go through all my. Um, craziness well i think part of it too is we had worked to build this amazing life that i thought was more amazing and then having to go back to the house and see that it's all my stuff it's all decorated how i would do it it was you know of course of you know parts of the house were you know more his or mine or whatever Mm -hmm. um but seeing my family still living that full life why i'm not there that's a that's a hard thing to remove yeah. yourself. So I had to go pick up my son from the house and I'd come in and he's like, mom, come yeah. to my room. I want you to see this. And it's all the way him and yeah. I are decorated together yeah. or the living room is exactly the, it, nothing was changed. So it was like, it was, ugh, I'm going to cry. It was almost like if I had died, yeah. they would have still gone. And up. then life, life goes on without you. Yeah. But that's okay because you were part of that life. Yeah. And you need to go through that and you're in a much yeah. better place now. It was totally worth it. Yeah. Totally worth it. Yeah. Totally worth all the pain. And, you know, I had never felt like I would do something to hurt myself, but I almost felt like if one of us had passed away, it would have been easier. I know this is a terrible thing to say, but... Been there, done that. Yeah, and so I think people go through that, and I think some people are, like, ashamed to share, like, you know, I wish he was dead. Like, I don't wish death on him. I just feel like if I could mourn with the different stages of grief... It would have been easier, but that but that suicide thing comes around, yeah. and it happens like all the it, time. It doesn't. You, you don't wish you were dead. You wish what would it be like if I wasn't here? And, and that's how it starts and, with. And yeah. going back and seeing that, and like you know, my kids still yeah. live there. Their beds, their rooms, their their all their stuff was there because yeah. I had a small room that was just mine with bathroom in my bedroom. You know, so it was like. I didn't want to disrupt them any more than they had to be in that. And I think that was one of the reasons I didn't leave quicker. Yeah. You know, because I'm like, well, I'm just going to disrupt it. And unless I have an apartment. And then when I found out my financial, you know, situation, I was like, I cannot afford a cardboard mm-hmm. box. Yeah. Once again, though, kids will be okay. Yeah. We disrupt kids. We, yeah. we lost the house. The house was gone. So it's funny because yeah. like some of the times when my son would come over, I literally had a queen-size bed, and him and I would have the most fun with yes. no TV, yes. you know, like eventually to get TV and stuff like that. But, um, it's those simple times. The like, simple times with- I remember with laughing no building Legos, like- because he would bring a bucket of Legos because it was convenient, yep. or we read books, or we would change the story to books. And, you know, he it, it was- some of the most 
tender bonding because then he would ask Create a question memories. about like, are you and daddy ever going to read me stories together again? No. Yeah. But then I'm like, I don't know, buddy. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but right now, no. Yeah. And then him. And that's the best thing. Be honest with through, your kids. Yeah. And yeah. I think I honestly am thankful to my ex because we were very, what's the word? Very aware of the children and how they're going to be affected. And I think because we were that both. doesn't happen all the time. Let me tell you. But I think because we were both subjects awesome. of divorce. His parents divorced when he was 12. It doesn't happen all the time, folks. And that both parents are on I, board. And I think that's one of the big things with this podcast, too. Like, if yep. we can, you know, instill in anything is find your happy and do not use the kids and make sure that the kids know that it's not about Because when my parents divorced, I found out my dad was having an affair. Yep. He said, if you tell your mom, you're going to be the prop, you're going to be the cause of our thing. I'm 47 years old. I still think I was part of the problem because my parent told me that. I knew I was not the cause mm -hmm. of the problem. But if your parent, who you trust more than anything in the world, says you, you. you hold on to that. And until yep. and they can apologize and they can say, you know, I'm sorry for doing that. But you still, in the back of your head, why would someone who cares about me that much say that? And that goes along with divorce. Like one of my friends just told me she's getting divorced and she's like i can't believe the man just now literally just? not right this second yesterday okay. yesterday wow. okay. and she said nobody knows and if nothing else i don't want the kids to be affected I go hope oh, stop they're going to be <laughs> affected second of all it's your responsibility as their mom and yep. dad to not involve them in the shit that doesn't matter to them if Other things than, change, hey, things things change, yeah. that's fine, but don't involve them. Yeah. And yeah. you know, there there there's so many ways to approach it and not make your kids feel guilty that I think when you're in such an angry place, especially early in a divorce, that you have to be mindful yep. of the people around you. Yep. And the collateral damage. Well, how many times have you wanted to like like my girlfriend's telling me her son and my son are really good friends and they had walked away and she's like, I just want to let you know, but like nobody knows. Don't say nothing, blah, blah, blah. And so I said, um, what was, what was your first thing you said to her? I said, if you need anything, that means a car ride, the kids need to be watched. You need to spend the night. You need whatever I'm here because I thankfully had that, mm -hmm. but in my head, I didn't know I had it. And I think, oh, and I said, oh, well, I also have a, a divorce podcast. If you need to listen to that, <laughs> um, <laughs> They did the, let's get through the holidays. Um, her husband's actually having a surgery on his mm -hmm. leg. So she's like trying to get through that and blah, blah, blah. And so it's almost like she's so fresh in it. it she doesn't know what's coming at her. Yep. She doesn't know. And I'm like, look, whatever it is, you need to call me in the middle of the night. I'm here. You need to ride someone. You need to like just get out of the house. I'm available. I will make it work for you. I'll help you out. Because, yep. because, because you've been there. Yeah. And I think that's. Part of it too, no, and I think you know the new routine also is new tribe, old tribe. Yep. It's new friends. Like you know, I don't have a lot of family, and Lance has a ton of family, and me, you know, immersing myself in that has been amazing. Where I've, you know, I have friends who are like, I love this man so much, but his daughter's an asshole, or her his you know, mom don't like me or mm -hmm. this one doesn't like me. And I have three kids. So now I'm wasted baggage. Like, well, no, he's got kids too. Why are you the only, you know, like, so there's a lot of things that play into being mindfulness, yep. 
being mindful in healing and your awareness of what you will take and what you will deal with. And almost, I, I think, I think this is my, today's podcast is flipping the verbiage. You can make things positive if you choose to, if you live in the negative, it's going to be yeah. negative. So, but you're going to have negative. Oh, yeah. It's going to have negative, but it, it doesn't have to all I have be $27 $27 in the bank. Yeah. Literally, like I don't have that now, but at Speak, one point I did. I had twenty seven dollars. Speaking of twenty seven dollars, how do you keep the goals realistic? It's like, hey, um, I want to be healed now from I this think, in a week. No, I think seriously, you make goals like I'm going to find me a person who's going to take care of me, and I never have to work again, and this and that. That's a heck of a goal. But I'm saying that is like, so realistic. You know, especially if you were, you know, you worked and you took care of the kids and you took care of the house and you did all the sports and you did all the doctor's appointments and you made sure that life that you were living, toxic or not, worked. Mm-hmm. Then you're like, nope, someone's going to take care of me now. Someone's going to do this. And I had a great life. Let's, let's meet somewhere in the middle. So let's say you have all that, you know, doctor's appointments. No, I think, yada, okay, yada, so yada. we're talking. And then you, then, you, then you narrow that down. You have to be realistic as, as, important, as yeah. in terms of either I need help. Yeah. Or I can't do it all. But like week one. Oh, yeah, man. You're like. I'm going to go out and date every guy ever. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to this place. I'm going to check this place out. I'm going to have a breakfast, lunch. Oh, stage. The breakfast, lunch, and dinner (laughs) date. That is. True value. You heard it. True value. That is hoe phase. The don't give a fuck phase. The alcohol phase. I didn't have that phase. (laughs) You wrote the book (laughs) on serial dating. Literally, you know he wrote a book, right? <laughs> quiet, quiet. But yeah, um, so you, I think I don't. But think, keeping it realistic, though, I, that's a that's I, a thing. Well, Gotta keep realistic it real. in what sense? It's like realistic week as one, in week, month one, year one, year ten. Like um, the the realistic capabilities get better over time. I think you're very unrealistic, uh, like right away. Oh yeah, week, week one, you're like, oh, I can do this by myself. I don't need nobody's help. It's no. like, okay, I need some help. Yeah, yeah. Well, how, I'm going to be okay. Bam. How long into it did you seek help? <sighs> I really didn't. I, I I tried to do it myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't seek help until after I was done. Mm-hmm. You know, that done phase is like, oh man, I'm done. Like but 18 I, months done? I, like like eight, uh, no, it, done? It, it was probably, so the divorce took 18 months. So mm-hmm. probably month, mm-hmm. month 12, I needed to, a year in, I needed to get some help with my anger. Because okay. yeah. like mine was, my one friend was going through a divorce and she was really big in the church. This is another friend. And um, I see myself? Hold on. she made a point to me. She's like, you know, there's groups out there that help. And you, you know me, I'm a talker. I'm like, but I don't want to talk about my shit. My stuff, but I'm going to talk. But she's like, well, you don't really have to because it's men and women who are all in different stages of divorce, just listening or giving their side of, you know, of their story. And like you said, there's always like, oh, damn, I had it easy. Like, yeah. oh. I thought my stuff was my crazy. My first Ooh, one in was just like, okay, well, I'm probably not going to come back because I don't have that good of a story. Um, I'll, yeah, and if I do come back, room. I'm bringing cake and cupcakes because y'all need they, some kind of They go something. around the room. Okay, tell us your story. It's like, man, I can't come close to that. Yeah, you're like, yeah. um, yeah, well, I'm getting divorced. Next. Next. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they go through what, uh, um, uh, what was the thing to go to court? 
restraining orders. Oh, yeah. Uh, baby mama, daddy's baby. Locking you out of your house. So, so Who gets when, the Lamborghini? So when I, oh, yeah, I definitely get that. So when I went through my uh, divorce recovery yeah, at yeah. Uh, First Press, and I think I was facilitating, not, not actually going, but there was a husband and wife team that both went. And they were getting divorced. They were getting divorced. Yes, that was really interesting. Oh. I I never saw did the husband they, and wife did, both did you, go. It was like MMA. Like, did you get to buy tickets to that? They shit? weren't in my my class, but yeah, that was interesting. I would have like paid to go to that class. See how you are. I am. I am. I are. Am I the drama? Yeah. I think I'm the drama. But, I might be the drama. <laughs> but but when I when I was a facilitator, yeah. for me, and I felt guilty about this. I love doing it. Because that week one to week seven, you yeah. saw them mature and and actually heal. Man, there were some people. I mean, that came. Did in you do crying. that locally? Is that something yeah, locally? Yeah, here, here at at uh, first prize. They don't have any more because the guy that ran it got divorced. Uh, <laughs> How'd you get divorced? One oh one. Oh, yeah. you have to go through a divorce. Divorce, yeah. The second one. You should start it back up. Ah, interesting. So we should start the divorce devil recovery, recovery. system. System. I mean, System. you're the expert, and I'll just be the, the sidekick. It's like, <laughs> you need I mean, a kickstand. Do no, I don't have a big penis. <laughs> <laughs> we know where that apartment is. <laughs> Sorry, baby. I love you. Wow. Um, but so in mindfulness, do you think there's also like, you know, with we talk about grief. I, I said to you the other day, like every time I go to talk about the stages of grief, I literally blank out, but I wrote them down. So okay. when you're first in a divorce, when you're first going to divorce, mindfulness can play those head games of toxic, you know, especially if you're in a toxic relationship. If I go back, I'm denying myself happiness because I stepped out or anger. But, but you, you feel said, guilty about not going back. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, my kids are like, well, is there ever a chance you guys can go back together? I'm like, no, no, no. And that's a good thing. But early in, it was like, I'm telling them no. But if I go back, it'd just be easier. <sighs> but and, the, and that's but why I people didn't. go back. But I mean, and I was out for a second and went back and we were working on it. Like we were separated, not going through the divorce thing. And when I stepped out, stepped out. I was never going back. Yep. And I think that's a mindset that you have to get. You were done. You were yeah, done. Yeah, and it was almost yeah. like you kicking the dog while it's down. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I don't like that. I don't like that response. But anyway, the grief, for grief, the different stages are, we keep saying, is like a death. And it's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. And you can live in any of these stages for a long time. And you said you lived in your anger stage for a while. Oh, man. Mine was bargaining. Mine was definitely bargaining. Like, it's well, if I just bad. go back and go I live back. in the basement and I have my own entrance, which was, you know, I had my own thing. I just didn't have the kitchen part. I could work it out enough to get myself financially stable, then leave. But you would never leave. But then I wouldn't You go. would never no. leave. And then, you, you know, never, one nice leave. gesture would have been yep. like, oh, he cares. He cares yep. so much. Stepping out of it was my biggest flex. Because he told me, like, you're not going to leave me. But, you're you're but, not going to leave. And but then would when you I be did, able to step out of it if you didn't leave? Because leaving, stepping out I, of it are two different things. Yeah, yeah. It, like, so still living together? Yep. No. Yeah, we've been hard. It was, a, it was comfort. It was a comfort level. you keep level going back. Because I had already had 20-some years together. Like, yep. if I can make it work for 20-some, I, I might live till I'm 90. That's almost a dollar for every year you were together. Oh my God! Yeah, twenty-seven dollars. Wow, that hello, really that's deep pod. Like that, hello, I was like, that was good. Ding. Once I got what you were saying, <laughs> I know. I had fucking twenty-seven dollars in the bank <laughs> and was happy as little clam in the shelf. Whatever. Yeah, but yeah. So I think 
um, with divorce and learning, I think if you can learn mindfulness early in, it doesn't have to be as. I think your healing goes quicker. Yeah, yeah. I really do. I think, and especially if you have a tribe, like I, you know, I'm trying to think. Like there was like you know, about five people in my tribe, my main tribe. One was going through shit. I mean, we're no longer friends. Another one was in the midst of a divorce. One had had a divorce, and her husband had passed away after they were divorced. Um, Lucky bastard. So, like, there's different levels of this crisis in, in a marriage. Yep. And I think they all had parts of helping me. Like my best friend who I no longer talk to, I knew I was not her and that's not how I was going to deal with a mm -hmm. terrible relationship. So she showed you what you didn't want or yeah. you were going to do. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm thankful for that because if she were like getting divorced, it would have been like, yeah, he's terrible. He's that, you know, let's live together. We'll have other, I could be living with my best friend and her four kids and my, you know, two kids trailer <laughs> in the fucking one bedroom apartment. Although her parents are the one I stayed at her house and I'm, I'm sure they would have helped in, the, in, in a trailer <laughs> down by the river. I mean, $27, that trailer would have been awesome. awesome. But yeah, so I think, I think if you know, Someone that's going through it, like, you know, miserably loves company kind of thing, but it's a positive take on it. Like, you have to know, like, what you want in this next stage of your life, your next act, I keep saying to yep. you. Um, and, you know, setting goals that are realistic is basically like, okay, Friday, I have to go to the grocery store. I get paid on Thursday, but I have to pay this bill, this bill, this bill, and I can spend this much on groceries, and my refrigerator is only this big. And, like, that in of itself, and being, you know, especially I have a little bit of OCD and ADD, so... Setting my intentions. Odd and ad. Yeah. And so <laughs> Oct. I have an ad. Oct. Blend those together. Ad. Put them in a blender. But like, I think if you know that, you know, there's going to be ups and downs, ebbs and flows. There's going to be all this stuff. But if you have a support group that can help you be mindful or a podcast, some amazing hosts, um, it's going to be okay if you're willing to do the work. And like anything, even in marriage, yep. you tried to do the work and then yep. you failed. So like my thing is, well, I tried already. So why do I give a fuck? And why should I try? But you know what I, what, what, uh, one of my biggest things is yeah. to help people here. Yeah. But my second big, my second biggest thing, well, my first big thing is to help people going through a divorce. Here. Yeah. My next biggest thing is to, for someone who's married to realize how hard it is to get divorced and to work on their freaking marriage. Yeah. That would be awesome. If, if we could, both, one person. Well, and here's the thing too. If both people aren't yeah. fully invested. Oh, yeah. One it. person stops, it's over. Correct. You're not going to make work. But right. if you're both willing to do it, like, why not? Like, I did try. I mm. did. I mean, you tried too. Like, yep. you took her back and. No, went. she took me back. Okay. Well. Thanks, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, honey, but for I, showing me the way. I think at that point too, like when there's a lot of, especially if there's dishonesty and there's mistrust and all that, it's really hard to get back to that. Mm. But if you're willing to put in the thing, seek help. Listen to our podcast, you know, and see that, you know, it is not all, I'm just going to get divorced and it's going to yeah. blah, blah, blah. Because oh, I think especially no. with this 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 generation. Millennials. We, I, I've said this before again, too, that it, friendships, relationships are very disposable. Like, you don't like something, you offend me, I'm out. Yeah. I don't give a shit how much it costs me. I can go live back with my parents in the basement. Like, there. No, you can't, David Dawson Town. <laughs> <laughs> no. Once her ass is gone, you're gone. You're out. But no, so like, yeah, I think, you know, you really need to set, before you even leave, You, I, I think, I, I keep saying because as a woman, I felt like I 
depended on him so much and so much trust was in that. Yep. I wish I knew my power a little bit more before I left. And you could have planned better. Yeah. Yep. Or plan longer. I mean, things worked out the way they were supposed to work out, yep. which was great. And yep. I'm thankful for all the steps and all the people and all the... That made you in the person that you are today. Uh, the Into the phase, great co- the, co-host. The not give a fuck phase. Yep. The alcohol phase. I definitely had the alcohol phase. Uh, the phase with the um, uh, not giving fucks. I love that phase. Yeah. That's my still my phase. I'm going to live in that phase. So did uh, did you get any blowback from the Facebook group? I did. I did actually get some response. I said I asked them. I actually asked them. I put our, I put the podcast on there, uh-huh. and I had a bunch of women say to me that we need to make it more acceptable for women to have the same phases as men and have that whole phase. And interesting, you know, like when you get in a new relationship, if you you were dating a lot and your new partner wasn't dating a lot, and mm. they, there were some dates that were fun, and there were some dates that weren't fun, or you had different things that you learned that you didn't want or whatever, a lot of them were like, if I date and my husband's dating, but we're still going through our divorce, at no point can someone be mad at the other person. I can't be mad if she's prettier than me. He can't be mad if his my dude's more handsome or has a bigger. But once you let it go, that, yeah. uh, that should be the case. But it's yeah. not. Yeah, and it's not because you still wonder what what they're doing. Yeah, you you haven't let it go. Yeah. Well, and my like I can I can picture like when I had twenty seven dollars in the bank and my ex is like out having expensive dinners in Denver with a new girl and taking trips and doing this. I'm like, what karma. What the fuck? Like, what what are you talking about? But then the little switch would go off in my head. I go, well, he took my son. So my son was able to experience that going through a divorce where his mom and dad aren't together. I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed in the choices he's making. But then eventually you let that go too. And because, because you're taking parking spaces in your brain. You need to, I give no fucks, David, those parking spaces. Parking spaces in your brain and forgiveness are two different things. We've discussed this, and I, I love that podcast. And I tell well, you, yeah, I, I know, but, to but you, we're gonna have to retouch it though, because I'm gonna go see my mother in law on Friday at the funeral for Pop Pop, who's the most amazing. God. He is the most amazing human that ever existed, and him and I bonded over so, being the outsiders. And I have to see her, and she's gonna pretend that she's like sad and shit. And so, forty five minutes closing statement, <sighs> closing thoughts to people out there who are thinking about or going through, or just out of a divorce, before, during, and after? Well, before, you definitely have to get your mind right. You have to decide whether or not you want to stay with that person. I am done. Figure it out first before you pull that trigger. Yeah, because there's a lot, if you, I think too, if you aren't sure, 100%. I mean, because maybe 95%, because you you still want to have that family that's not possible. If you keep going in and out of that door, and you have children especially, you're affecting them more than you know. If you go back and forth, it's it, it's kind of like spanking a kid. Mm-hmm. My kids used to get mad at me because they used to spank them and laugh. Mm-hmm. I said, "You don't want me to spank you when I'm mad. Mm-mm. You cannot make decisions emotionally." Oh yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I would say to mine, I'm like, I'm spanking you because I love you. Yeah, pow, pow, pow. You don't get to call your mom a fucker. Yeah. <laughs> I can call you a fucker, but you can't call me one. Uh, my kids even talked about me putting soap in their mouth. They're like, you know, that's poison. I go, I only use the best, like ivory yes. soap. Like, come on yes. now. Hey, good soap is good soap. I mean, good soap. I mean, I Barbie. wasted my soap on your mouth. It, I don't know it, where you get it from. Was it the bar or was it liquid? Oh, bar. Oh. 
Just think liquid, man. That would go down, kid. I'm pretty sure I didn't do that. I okay. did the I did the bar. Back to closing statements. Um. Oh, what was it talking about? Oh, but so it, before you make the big decision, um, definitely be mindful of what's going to happen because you're going to have to financial. You're going to do the child things if you have children. Yep. You're going to have to, you know, do you cut the dog in half? <laughs> no. So you either get a new dog or you fight for the dog or yep. who gets what car and who gets the savings and who gets, you know. Make a plan. You, make a plan. You need to know. Guy or girl. And that's almost guy, like. Guy or girl, yeah. make a plan. You need to know your value, yep. which is a mindful, like, what am I worth to this That's marriage? part of the plan. Yeah. And is so, your value. And not just monetarily, like, okay, so now that we don't have two people in the same marriage, like, there's still childcare, there's still yep. extra sports. Like, my son with hockey, he just got back into it now because I have enough money to help and my ex says and, you know, so whatever. There's a lot of little things that you don't realize until you're in it and then you're mad or then you're sad and then you're depressed or then you're like, you know, in your whole face. It's definitely going to cost more. It's definitely going to cost more. It ain't going to be. For who? Divorces do not bring your finances higher. No. Make them lower, lower. No. You yeah. and especially if you think you know, you know, you're a dentist. So if your wife leaves you and she doesn't have that great of a job, oh, I'm going to live high off of him what he already mm-hmm. gave me. Blah blah. It doesn't always work like that nope. because now you have all these bills and you have all these different things, and I have to take him for the weekend for this time, and you have you know gas money this time. And if you're sharing those responsibilities, that's great. But if you're doing it all by yourself. It is definitely a lot more. Be mindful. And Think inconvenient. Ahead. And so there's, you know, having another person in your life is a convenience as well, yep. too, because now, you know, well, you take that kid to this one, you take to the, well, if it's your weekend and they got hockey in freaking Loveland and the ex isn't going, you got to get one to Loveland, you got to get one to Evergreen, you got to get them back, you have to get a ride, you have to make sure they're fed, you got to, you know, all this stuff, like this is my life. Um, so really decide whether or not you want to work it out. Like you really have to be in your head being like, you know, but don't stay because of the kids. We're going to change this podcast to um, think about a divorce. Yeah. Plan ahead. Yeah. Make sure you want to What's do it. What's your plan? That's yeah. a good one. Make, but, make sure uh, you want to do it first. Yeah. And, and then, then create a plan. And once you have that plan, your first week, do your second week, your third yeah. week, one month, two months, three months. We forgot about communication. Communicate that plan. And that's before you even get divorced, communicate, hey, so I'm thinking like, I don't like you anymore. Yeah. And this is why. And the, I don't like you. The way you, you breathe in and out. Oh, chewing. <laughs> chewing. Your daughter and chewing. to suffocate you so you can no longer chew. Ah, um, uh, your daughter's funny. Oh, my God. But yeah, and definitely think that's a big part of it. Yeah. You know, your goal is a plan. Just, just don't. You know, unless you're in one of those movies like enough with, uh, with uh, Jennifer... Lopez. Lopez. And you just have to leave because he's he's crazy. And if you're in a toxic relationship and if that can be in different sorts, verbally, abusively, um, emotionally. Yeah. It's okay to tell. It's okay to tell someone what you're going through just because, and they may not have the answers, but they may know someone who has the answers or they may know someone who has a podcast and they can listen to that. And Uh, once again, men could be in toxic relationships too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you, you know me, I am not the, all girls are all great, you know, thing but so in each level of it and then if you're once you've decided to divorce you've got your plan you know what you financially are you know responsible for what you're emotionally responsible for and you can only control how you react to a situation so 
not everything has to be negative. Yeah. And when you change the negative speak from your ex to being like, you know what? He's a great dad. He's a great human. He'd give you the shit off his back. He's just not my human. Not mine. Is when I started to heal. Like, I'm not going to bash him anymore. And I would hope he didn't do that to me. And, you know, we had a great life together until we didn't. Like, those are verbiage for me that helped me be like, you know, ah, fucker. I, like, fuck. It changed that negative yep. where it's like, you know, whatever. So he, I hope he's happy. So Because I'm happy. Uh, so a side note. So remember I told you that we had one guy in the men's Facebook group who said he cheated and this and the other. And mm-hmm. the guys kind of got mad at him. So since then, we've had two more guys reach out and say, hey, I cheated, I was a dick, this, that, and the other. So it's very interesting how that kind of like snowballs. We've had so probably three think, or four. Do you think um, it, the group is becoming more compassionate? I don't know, man. These guys are kind of hard on him. Maybe you I, need I can to start tell, a new group for them. No, no, the group is fine. Um, they just have to figure out where they want to put these guys. Like It's like almost if, like that, the wolf you yeah. Know, where are you at the yeah. pack? Because most of these guys in the Facebook group have, have been cheated on. Mm-hmm. So then they got these guys to actually cheat. They're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Also, most of the women yeah. in mine have That's been cheated on. But you, but you got then the women we, that cheat and they seek what uh, validation? No. So our so in our group, most of them have been cheated on. And yep. then the second one, someone's like, well, I cheated because he didn't love me enough or he was working all the time or, you know, I didn't feel like a woman or I wasn't getting enough or I didn't want to give him anything. And he so- cheated. They were all like, it's okay, love. It's all right. You're <laughs> wonderful. You're great. You're this. I'm like, hold up. Wait hold a up. second. What let's, is happening once here? Once again, let's make men and women equal. Exactly. Yes. And we keep saying, like, if I do equal work, I want equal pay. Well, if you do equal sex on someone else that's not your partner, you need to be like, own your shit. Without if she would have, in my head, because, again, I feel like I'm, I feel like I try to be pretty open and, you know, on both ends. If she would have been like, hey, guys, I fucked up. I'm not sure how to make it better. I don't want your sympathy. I just want you, just want to be able to vent or mm-hmm. speak, please give so it to, different, different give it to me honest. Like, girl, you fucked up. Now he's either has the decision to take you back or you made your bed, laid in it, and now he can be like, peace out, home fry. Yep. So it can't be where, you know, don't it, come into it, this group being like, I'm the one who cheated, blah, 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 blah. I I oh. <laughs> no you cheat you cheat it's equal punishment tarn feather everybody all right all right everybody well thank you for listening I don't know where that podcast went but that was pretty good though it was all over the place but once again well, I needed that before my- I go to New Jersey to see the ex mother in law who yes. I might. Yes, so we can't wait to talk to I'm going to need to be talked off the ledge. How long are you gone for? We're leaving tomorrow and coming back Saturday late. Okay, so we'll see you next Thursday. Yeah, I'll but, be But I want to give you five minutes to talk about your ex-mother-in-law. <gasps> can we set a timer? Yeah. Ding. You know, maybe <laughs> three hours my, later. My ex-mother-in-law, ding. ding. Seriously? <sighs> All right. Oh, I should prepare before I get here? Yeah. Okay. All right, everybody. Have a nice night. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye.